Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with another episode of Leupold's Hunt Talk Radio. Uh, this is going to be one of those, we call them bonus episodes. Not going to be real long. Uh, mostly serves as our our goal of trying to make sure everybody hunts elk every year. And giving people some ideas of how and, and where. Uh, today we're going to talk about Utah. And the reason we're going to do that is because the Utah deadline is coming up pretty soon. I believe it is March 7th. I'm pretty sure that's when it is. Yeah, March 7th, 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, you have to apply online. Uh, Utah Division of Wildlife Resources is what you Google to get there. Uh, these uh, Hunt Elk Every Year podcasts are brought to you by Go Hunt. Uh, in their insider service, uh, go hunt. If you uh, if you haven't already, uh, I would suggest you go and look at their insider. All this stuff is right at your fingertips. There's there's no need to go to a million different websites to find it. It's all right here. Great draw odds, strategy articles. In fact, a lot of my outline for this podcast is going to be the strategy article that Go Hunt puts together about Utah. Uh, when you go out there, use promo code Randy, and they're going to give you $50 of free store credit in their gear shop. I think you'll you'll benefit from this. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Leupold Optics. Go to leupoldoptics.com. Go to orioncoolers.com, and you will be able to use promo code Randy and get 20% off their coolers. Uh, go to onxmaps.com. Use promo code Randy. Get 20% off all their app products. So, with that, uh, let's talk about Utah elk. Uh, we talk about short-term, mid-term, and long-term strategies. I would say that Utah is a long-term strategy. If you get really, really lucky, maybe you will luck out and you'll draw a tag before you're old. <laughs> so, I when I say this... <clears throat> You know, every state you have to budget some time and money to each state. And then it, you kind of have to prioritize where it fits in your time budget or your financial budget. And unfortunately for Utah, uh, the just how long it takes to eventually feel like you're in the running is is expensive uh, and is time time consuming. First of all, you have to buy a non-resident license. That's going to cost you $65. And then if you do apply, it's going to, well, why else would you buy a license if you didn't apply? It's going to cost you $10 per species as your application fee. And with elk, uh, if you apply for one of their limited entry elk hunts, it's going to cost you $800 on top of that. So uh, you start thinking about the fact that, all right, I'm going to have this investment in an upfront license and at least $10 for an elk application. And if you do decide to apply in Utah, you may as well buy $10 raffle tickets for all the other species because here's why. I'm going to try to explain how the draw system works in Utah. We did a YouTube video on this, so hopefully the YouTube video will help out a little bit if you go and watch that. But Utah takes all of their limited entry tags and us non-residents are applying for our own pool of tags so it's 
It's not like we're competing against residents for these tags. So they take 10% or plus minus, you know, a very small percentage. As a general rule, 10% go in a drawing for the non-residents. And then there's two parts to the Utah drawing, uh, kind of like Arizona. They have a first phase of the draw where half of the permits are issued to the applicants with the most points. And then a second part of the draw is where the other half of the permits are allocated based on a true bonus point system. So let's kind of walk through how that works. And so I'm going to use five permits, five non-resident permits for a hunt. And the reason I'm doing that is so you can, it'll answer your question about what happens in an odd number. Well, half of five is two and a half. So you can't give a half permit in each part of the draw. So what Utah does is two of the permits go in the first part of the draw and are awarded based on the highest number of points. The other three of those five go to the second part of the draw. And those are awarded based on pretty much a yeah, some call it a random bonus point system. I don't know if random bonus point is, makes sense. Uh, it's a bit of an oxymoron to say that, but it's on a bonus point system. So everybody goes into the first part of the draw. And let's say that you have 20 points and I have four points. Well, on that first part of the draw, your 20 points is going to get you a tag before anyone with less than 20 points. So let's say that there are three people who have 20 points, but there's only two tags allocated to that part of the draw. So two of those three people at 20 points are going to draw a tag. One person's going to be the unlucky uh, <laughs> applicant who doesn't draw. And everyone other than the two folks who drew at the very top of the point, po point pile in this first part of the draw everyone else is going to go over to the next part of the draw. And the next part of the draw is where the remaining three tags will be allocated based on a bonus point system. So if you have one point, your odds aren't nearly as good as somebody who has 20 points or 12 points or eight points or whatever. So that's uh, that's the drill. That, that's kind of the overview of how Utah's draw system works. Now, I'm just talking about the limited entry tags here. Utah has over-the-counter tags. They have some spike-only tags. And a lot of people will reach out to me and say, hey, why is it that, that you never talk about Utah's over-the-counter tags or Utah's uh, spike-only tags? And the reason I don't is if you're going to go do an over-the-counter hunt, then I think that you're probably going to have a better hunt in Idaho, Montana, or Colorado. And even though the Wyoming general tag is not over-the-counter for non-residents, it's still pretty easy to draw. Uh, takes usually less than, depends on what draw part you go into, but it's going to take anywhere from one to three points. So that's why in this discussion and most of what I do, I don't spend a lot of time on Utah's over-the-counter hunt opportunities it just it's hard to i don't know hard to justify 
that when a lot of you would probably be driving from the Midwest and you'd be driving through Colorado or maybe you're coming from the Northwest and you'd be driving through Idaho. Um, it would just, yeah, I have a hard time telling you to drive through those states when those states have what I think is a better over-the-counter hunt than Utah. So with that, um, Utah, there there is... <laughs> There's no value in uh, doing group applications for elk. Um, in fact, I don't even know if if they allow it for elk. I think they do, but uh, it really one it, the uh, very few of their hunts have enough tags that it's going to do you any good. Because if you were to somehow get your lucky number pulled, and say there's two of you on a party application and there was only one tag left you guys would get booted so um i i i can't remember uh i'm pretty sure you can do a group application um but i i i've never done it because it it hurts you more than it helps you um a couple things to think about <clears throat> utah has a weird drawing order in how they do things and here's what i mean by that is you're allowed one limited entry permit in Utah each year. So you're not allowed to draw a limited entry deer tag and a limited entry elk tag. Once, If you were to draw a limited entry deer tag, you're out of all the remaining drawings and you're just going to get a point. They're just going to disregard your application and give you a point for everything. And they draw them in this order. Limited entry deer, limited entry elk, limited entry antelope, then the once-in-a-lifetime species of sheep, moose, mountain goat, and bison. So if you are applying in Utah and you say, well, I'm going to throw my hat or my name in the hat for deer also, understand that if you draw the deer tag, you're out of the elk drawing. They're just going to instantly hand you a, a, a bonus point and say, good luck next year. The other thing is, Utah has a very unique way of managing for bull elk. They manage for harvested elk age objectives. So there's, I think, six units where they try to have a harvested elk objective between seven and a half and eight years. You think about that. That is really an old elk. I mean, public land elk living seven and a half to eight years as the average harvest objective, that's a really old number, or old age. So for Utah to achieve that goal, they have to crank down opportunity to very, very, very limited amounts. And then they have some units where the age objective is six and a half to seven, and then they have others where it's five and a half to six, and others where it's four and a half to five years. So you need to think about which of those units are the ones that Utah is managing for. It, it kind of goes from an opportunity hunt to more of a once in a lifetime hunt. The opportunity hunts are those ones where they manage for lower age objectives. The once in your lifetime, even if you get really lucky, are the the higher age objectives. And you you can see that in the the amount of tags issued, the draw odds, uh, really really tough draw odds on some of these big uh, 
you know, well, I'll call it higher demand. Doesn't mean you're going to shoot a big one. Just means they are known to be there, and it's going to add an awful lot of weight to your to the <laughs> to the likelihood of ever drawing in uh, Utah. So, to give you a little perspective, uh, if you're just starting out, the number of non-residents with points is crazy. And I'm talking about really high point totals. There are thousands and thousands of non-residents who have more than 10 elk points. So if you're just starting out or if you're at two or three elk points, you might want to think about one of these easier to draw units because it's you're going to be in line for a long time trying to, to draw one of the really high demand elk units. Uh, but the flip side of that is the quality in Utah is really, really good. And here's why the, <laughs> the rifle seasons start in the peak of the rut. And I know some of you are like, what, what do you mean? Peak of the rut? Yeah. The, the rifle seasons in Utah start this year, September 14th and run through September 22nd. Well, when you have that level of vulnerability to elk and you're out there hunting them with a rifle, you can imagine what the harvest rates are. And you can also imagine that if they gave more tags, the exploitation of those older age classes would be very, very high. So that's why if you draw one of the rifle tags, it can be an extremely high quality hunt in Utah. Now, archery hunts, uh, I'm not sure what the archers in, did to Utah uh, to upset them, but this year, archery season opens August 17th, and it runs until September 13th. Well, September 13th, you're just starting to get to the, the peak of, all right, things are getting wound up. So the majority of the archery season is outside the, the prime rut dates that you would want. The muzzleloader season, if you're into that, is still in good rutting activity at September 23rd through October 4th this year. And in a few units, they have what they call a mid-season hunt for rifle. And this year, those run October 5th through the 17th. And then they have late rifle hunts. And these are usually a nine-day hunt, uh, start on a Saturday, run a whole week, and end on the following Sunday. Um, those are this year, November 9th through the 17th. Those are way, way easier to draw. So uh, I lucked out in 2014. I was applying for one of these units that is managed for pretty low, low age objectives. I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't have any expectation that I was, had enough points to, to get one of the glory tags. So I applied for a unit called South Cash, and uh, I applied Archery because Archery was easier. The season dates aren't that great, so I just wanted to go. And Utah has a thing where you can turn your tag back by a certain date, and if so, they call up the next person in line based on the drawing list. Well, I get a call says, hey, Mr. Newberg, uh, someone turned this tag back in. If you want it, it's yours. Well, I think at the time I only had four or five points. I'm like, you bet. Sign me up. I'll take it. And uh, went there, had a fun hunt. Tons of public land in Utah. And 
even on the archery hunts, they give away so few tags that the quality of the experience is really, really fun. You are not running into a lot of people. And it just, I don't know, I I had to leave the hunt early, unfortunately. Uh, My wife uh, had an emergency surgery that caused me to miss the last three days of the hunt. But And she always says, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, honey, don't worry about it. You gave it, now you gave me an excuse as to why I didn't fill that tag. Because uh, odds are, with me and a bow in my hand, there's a very good chance I won't fill that tag anyhow. So, <laughs> uh, but there's just those things that I I'm giving you the overview here, um, and I think these are the important pieces that you need to know when you're applying in Utah, or if you're going to put it on your list. And hopefully, the way I've explained this system, you realize that Utah really is not going to be one of those short-term or even mid-term strategies unless you get really lucky using the example of myself where with four or five points in that second part of the draw I must have been assigned some really lucky random number because I got a call that said hey you get this tag because someone turned it back in Um, most people I tell them you know you you better be thinking that it's going to be a I don't know, at least 10 or closer to 20 points to draw. Uh, my son, Matthew, right now is sitting on 15 or 16 points in Utah. And I put him his uh, point totals in as a non-resident out there on the go hunt drawing odds. And <laughs> any of those units that they manage for those older age classes... Even with 16 points, his draw odds are usually 2% or less. Now, you get to some of the units that they they manage for 5.5 to 6 or 6.5 to 7, and now he's in the running for some of those on the late rifle hunts. Still, the early rifle hunts, you know, he's he's got a ways to go before he's going to get a chance to do any of those. And I, I throw that out there just so that, you're realistic in your mindset of what you're in for when you decide to jump into Utah and start applying. And if I was you, if you are going to do it for elk, I'd add antelope and deer and bison and sheep and goat and moose. I'd add everything to it. Really what you're doing is you're buying a $10 raffle ticket. And uh, you've already made the big investment in the $65 non-resident license. If you can, why not just add a little bit more and uh, maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones like I was last year. I lucked out and I drew a, an archery bison tag here in Utah. So I, I'm i hoping that this gives you some ideas of Utah. I'm not going to spend this podcast going into everything. Um, you know, like I said, the purpose of these podcasts is to one, serve as a reminder, to give you a little bit of overview and hopefully... If it fits your calendar, fits your budget, you'll think about it and you'll go out to the Insider and you'll read these strategy articles. Um, they're just, there's so much information out there that I, I can't even explain it all in a podcast because of how much, how many little nuances there are. Uh, a few other quick things is if you're born after December 31st of 65, in other words, if your birth date is 66 or later, you have to show proof of a hunter education course. Um, 
you have to, if you're going to apply to hunt in Utah, you must be 12 years old. This is for the kids uh, by December 31st, uh, 2019. Uh, your hunting license is valid for 365 days. So it's not a calendar year. It's 365 days from the year that you buy it. So a lot of people, what they do is they buy it close to the deadline and then they can use it again when they apply the next year by applying a little bit earlier. So they buy it, let's say the deadline this year is March 7th, they buy it March 1st. Now that license runs until February 28th, well, next year's leap year, February 29th of next year. So they then do their Utah application in late February next year to be able to get two applications off one license investment. So you can purchase uh, just a bonus point. Uh, if you miss the deadline, you have until March 21st to actually purchase uh, your point. Uh, or if you need to withdraw your application, I think that's the same date. And usually in, in Utah, the deadline or the result dates, they always say May 30th or 31st. They always say somewhere in late May. Usually credit cards get hit somewhere between the 12th and 15th. So, um if your credit card gets hit, you look at the amount, match it up, and say, oh, this is what I drew or what I think I drew. And then you just got to wait till the till the actual results come out to see what you actually did draw. Um, let's see. There's a waiting period for elk of uh, five years. So I drew in 2014. Right now, this year, I'm still on the wait list. Next year, I'll be able to, to get off the wait list. Um, since I'll be starting back at zero, I'll be honest with you, I now, I've got some consideration of whether or not I'll even jump back in. Um, not sure. I might. I might not. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But so tons of public land in Utah. Amazing quality of a hunt. No matter which tag you draw. So much, uh, I, I would say, quality also in the age class in most units. Even the units that are are managed for younger harvested bulls there are still some really good bulls in those hunts so uh lots of reasons why you if, if it fits your budget and if it fits your timeline why you should try or, or think about utah but when i go through my kind of my ranking of states we, we can argue all we want about what should be your top state based on how your budget is but if if you're starting to get all right I've, I've been applying and building points in arizona and wyoming and colorado and i throw my name in the hat in new mexico and now we're kind of getting to the states of utah and nevada uh i would probably put utah down at it and i don't mean this in a bad way i just mean as you're prioritizing budgets Utah would probably be the last place, if I was new at this, that I would start spending my money. Um, if, if I had to make decisions, I would say that Utah probably will be the final state that I end up jumping into. Uh, Nevada would be ahead of that. Um, uh, Idaho doesn't have a point system, so that would just be a apply for elk there whenever it fits your calendar and your budget because you got to buy the non-refundable license there. So, 
uh, of all the states that you have to buy a non-refundable license and have a point system. Those would be Arizona, uh, Utah, Nevada, uh, who am I missing here? Colorado. Um, you don't really have to buy a non-refundable. Yeah, you do now. They changed it this year. So uh, I am in building points in Wyoming. I, I would put Utah as my, I guess, last place. But if, if it fits your budget, I would surely do it. I mean, it's, uh, I tell people, it's just like buying raffle tickets. Um, <laughs> and some people say, well, I don't buy raffle tickets. Okay, I get that. Then, then don't. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say. But uh, when you have the demand or the quality of elk that Utah has, and you have the season dates at the time they have them, you are going to create a large amount of demand for elk hunting. In, in that state and that's what utah has and as a result us non-residents when we get allocated 10 percent, well that means good luck those draw odds are going to be tough so with that uh that's the quick overview of utah again don't miss the deadline march 7th i would strongly suggest that you go out to go hunt go and sign up for the insider use promo code randy and get 50 dollars of mad money in their gear shop for doing so but mostly you'd have these draw odds these strategy articles these unit analysis it really lets you say this is the kind of hunt i'm looking for and by sorting sorting and filtering you get to kind of customize and pick all right if this is my style of hunting or this is what i'm looking for it tells you here are the places you should be looking they don't give you you know apply here apply there whatever that that's not what go hunt does some of the other services do that but go hunt lets you be your own consultant they have the best information they have the best draw odds and it just has the 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 opportunity to customize it how you want it to be so that's why during draw draw and application season you hear me talking about it so much i'm i'm on it all the time so anyhow Hope that helps, folks. Hope it's a little reminder. Uh, don't mean to keep you that long, but uh, good luck out there. I hope your mailbox is so full of tags that you can hardly open the door when the mailman comes. So thanks for listening.